0: Hi, this is Janine, host of the Olive Magazine podcast. You're listening to episode one of a special series of podcasts we've put together to help our listeners during the lead up to Christmas. In this episode, I chat to Olive's deputy food editor, Adam, about some alternatives to the traditional Christmas turkey to serve on the big day, including some great veggie and vegan options. Hi, Adam. How are you?
1: Very well. How about yourself?
0: Good. Looking forward to Christmas. (laughs) yeah i mean
1: just getting started to think about it really
0: (laughs) after six months of working on it on the magazines yeah exactly (laughs) um so today i thought i'd get you in to talk about um anything but turkey abt um just some alternatives to the traditional christmas bird because obviously this year things are a bit different you might have a smaller amount of people Mm -hmm. um you know we, we haven't got to rely on those huge gatherings so i thought we'd go through some different alternatives both like meat and bird and um, veggie vegan Mm -hmm. um but if anyone does want to go and check out the absolute last word in turkey cooking buying and preparation then you can check out episode uh 133 um where me and adam do a really really deep dive into the subject (laughs) so there's also that for anybody all
1: things turkey
0: yeah all things turkey okay so let's start with some other popular birds goose Mm -hmm. how do you feel about goose
1: do you know what it's not I'm trying to think whether I've actually ever eaten it.
0: Really, I'm,
1: I'm from the pure turkey. Diver. I've only ever really had turkey at Christmas, <laughs> but I've only—I mean, I think obviously, goose fat for yeah. the the roasties. But yeah, yeah. What, have you have you eaten much goose?
0: Yeah, I've I've done it a couple of times actually. When um, it, it, we had it um one year when my grandma was still alive. She's not here anymore. Um. And she absolutely loved it. And she said it reminded her of, of kind of being young because it was something that they used to eat like, you know, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I'd say about it, yes, the pros, I would say it's loads of flavor in the um, in the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one if you're thinking about, you know, if you if you've got people who like a sort of slightly darker gamier meat mm-hmm. and you get a ton of fat out of it. So you can like, you know, drain off that fat and use it for your roasties. But yeah. Wow. Um, but I would, we struggled. I mean, there were, I think it was six of us. And it was, when the goose came, it was massive. Yeah, you know, it was like yeah, this yeah. huge bird, but it is literally like 50% fine. It probably isn't 50% Just fine, but yeah, but yeah, it, um, we really struggled. I, I was worried because I'd said I'd send a plate over for my uncle Norman, who lives across the road as well. And um, we really did struggle to. Um,
1: <laughs> you really did struggle. Is that uncle just a Geordie thing
0: of like you know you? Well, because he was he was having um he was having something. I think they were having straight up turkey, and he was like, "Oh, I fancy trying the goose." And like, <laughs> and I said, oh, "I'll put a plate for you, Norman." And. Um, so um, I really struggled to do that with um, with the six of us, but um, but yeah, it's delicious and there's some great producers out there. Mm-hmm. And you know, goose is pretty essentially like naturally free range because they've yeah. got to run around. So so I think it's a it's a good one, but mm-hmm. um, but but bear in mind all of those different. Um, you know, criteria as well. And um, the meat,
1: will the meat be a bit like duck really? Cause it is basically effectively. A,
0: yeah. A it's a duck. little, bit, I find it a little bit drier, but, but within the, within the spectrum of, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. gamey bird, gamey bird meat. So, you yeah. know, if there were say three of you and you wanted to do a goose, you, there would be some lefty. So you could do, you could do really nice curry with it mm. um, because it would, it would really hold up to those spices being yeah, that kind of a little bit of strong meat, you know, mm-hmm. so, um, no Sarmis so, you know, though. Yeah. And then, um, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, Boxing Day, you would be, um, yeah, you'd be pushed. You you would just be having a stuffing sandwich, which you know is my dream. There's
1: worse things. (laughs) There's worse
0: things. That is my dream. Actually, it's all about the stuffing. If there's stuffing, then I'm happy. (laughs) Um, Let's move on to something that I know you're a big fan of, which is um, the chicken
1: yeah well i mean controversial but i i honestly think that i'd rather have a chicken than a turkey or two chickens if i was to like i, I just think they just for some reason they just roast better they're just yeah. juicier um and i think just the pressure of a turkey often gets to a lot of people you know the breast is kind of dry while the legs are perfect whereas a chicken yeah. i just think is easier to cook and often just more delicious don't know um but yeah we think we were talking about how would we make it a bit more special though yeah, because it is. Because
0: uh, it, it is. I mean, for a lot of people, chicken is. It probably shouldn't be, but you know, it does feel like a, a, like an everyday meat. It's not that you're having it every day, but it's a, it's kind of your Sunday roast or sometimes your midweek roast, kind mm-hmm. of family roast type thing. So, yeah, I mean, what what are the ways that we can kind of make it really special?
1: Well, I mean. I always put a nice butter under the skin and you can yeah. go, you know, if you want to do really fancy, you can get truffles and do all kind of fancy thing. but like just a really nice, like, well, I think we've got a recipe online for like a Kiev butter. So oh, like nice. garlic, parsley and butter under the yeah. skin. Jobs are good and so delicious. Um, or you can really go like the other week because you can buy really, um, really good quality chickens. Yeah. Um, like the Bresse from France. Then there's one called Cornish Red, which is really um, high valued wow. here. Um, yeah. yeah. And just, just get a really like the best chicken you can really.
0: Yeah, I like the idea of doing two chickens as well because then you, you know, you've got like it's quite a quick roasted chicken. I mean, a standard one's like what one and a half, so one one hour, fifteen to one and a half hours roasting time, and then you can and you could probably uh, imagine most ovens would be able to get two chickens in at the same time.
1: I think I, th- I was thinking about it space wise. If you can get two chickens, then it's probably about the same size as, as a whole turkey. Yeah, potentially.
0: <laughs> and then you'd, um, you know, you would still have your leftovers next day. You've still got like the white meat to dark meat ratio, though obviously the dark meat's not as gamey as mm-hmm. turkey dark meat can be, mm-hmm. which I think for some people is a bit of a turn off. But yeah, mm-hmm. you'd still get your decent Christmas sandwich out of that. Um, yes. There's also like in the chicken family, um, some other interesting birds which have kind of appeared or reappeared over the last few years. Um, the cockerel, which mm. I think um, we had um, in the issue last year, uh, just talking about buying them, um, which is a, 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 a obviously a male chicken that's been left to mature for, mm. you know, it doesn't sound like a long time. It's about 130 days, I think. Yeah. But like if you think like the average chicken probably gets like a month.
1: Yeah, comparatively, like that, yeah. that's and that's like crazy when you think about it. It's those whole roast chickens are only like a month old. It's yeah. mad,
0: and the, and the cockle gets kind of strut around, you know, sort of foraging and. Mm-hmm running around and kind of getting big naturally and getting mature. So you get this really lovely meat, which is, you know, it tastes like chicken, but it's like chickeny chicken.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's actually what we're, we're going for this year, actually. Cause oh, really? it's kind of, yeah, it's kind and of it's
0: bigger, isn't it? It's about, I think it was about, is it about like three kilos? Three, yeah, like I
1: think about three. Um, so yeah, probably, you know like it's a very as, as chickens guys what you that's a, it's a big chicken yeah and i think for for i think there's going to be potentially four of us this christmas yeah, perfect. so i think it's about perfect with some sarnies and then the stock like you know they use the the carcass for stock and, yeah. and soups and stuff um so for us that's really perfect and as you say like the, the extra time that it grows just means it's just going to have like a bit more gamey yeah. flavor you know it's going to be even deeper even chickenier yeah.
0: And then a couple of other ones, like in the chicken family, which you could think about, like the Poussin, which is Mm -hmm. the spring chicken or the baby chicken, um, even smaller. So you can have like a Poussin for one, which -hmm. is quite a nice little special thing to do for somebody. If, you know, if if there's only a couple of you or there's three of you and you just want to kind of do something with a bit more show. Mm -hmm. Or also like the guinea fowl, which are really um, widely available. And Mm -hmm. again, like guinea fowl have got that great kind of extra level of flavor. So if you're... If your family like likes something that's a little bit more gamey, then that's a great one. And a guinea fowl is is perfect for two people. You wouldn't yep. have any leftovers though, and it is no. Christmas.
1: Yes, <laughs> maybe by two.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about what? No, start again because I might cut this one out because I'm not quite sure about duck. What do you think about duck as a as a main?
1: I mean, I think considering the, this year, I think if you if you like duck and that's your thing absolutely roast duck on christmas day don't be like if like throw a tradition out the window this year i think but i think like it's it's a, it is a beautiful meat it w- it wouldn't be what what i did on christmas because yeah. i like duck i don't love it but um yeah if that's if that's your thing absolutely roast the duck on christmas day
0: i think i think what's nice about duck is if you think about like the f- the flavor profile of duck like the richness of it and you also think about how so sort of like Chinese duck five spice and then you've got your you know spiced red cabbage the, the kind of whole flavor profile that duck meat fits into is is kind of quite Christmassy anyway and like you said you know if you can if you do roast it properly we've got loads of recipes online and you get that super crispy skin which is like you know it, it's difficult to get what we all love which is like Chinese crispy duck you know with skins like shattering glass and they do a lot of like special techniques with that, including blowing it up with a, an, air <laughs> yeah, an air pump, and then drying Pour it off for twenty four and... hours, and you know, um, covering it in maltose, which is a kind of like sugary, syrupy thing, and then drying it again and roasting it. So you're not going to get that, but you can get decent crispy skin, <laughs> <laughs> and it will go with all of your Christmassy things. And it is, it is again, if you're if you're a fan of duck, I think it's, it is a perfect. um centerpiece for like two or three people i think again you'd probably be pushed to feed four people with a duck i think i think it's a two -er or a three -er. um and then the next day you could kind of go a little bit crazy on uh, boxing day you could have like duck wraps with hoisin sauce and cucumber and stuff which could be really good fun wouldn't it so absolutely that sounds ideal (laughs) and then moving away from the birds to the big the big the big guns Mm -hmm. um I've done that. I mean, one of the most popular things I ever did at Christmas was actually roasting a rib of beef. Mm. And it was, honestly, I've never had so many people ring up when they found out that we were doing roast beef. And again, Geordie's. <laughs> yeah, what the one of the
1: plates and round.
0: Well, no, no, they actually invited themselves round. I think we had about 12 people that, that year.
1: <laughs> it must have been a big bit of beef or... No, everyone got like a little thin slice.
0: It was actually a five rib, rib of beef. Five? Yeah. Huge. It was massive. But, um, but yeah, it That's was... That's like, a... I imagine that,
1: you know, like on the, in the Flintstones when he puts it on the side of the car and he like tips yeah. his car up. Well,
0: it, it was, because the rib of beef, if people, look, like if you think about it, you can either get it where it's completely on the bone and um, and it's kind of, it, it's got the, the what do you call it, the chine bone chime, and the backbone yeah. kind of thing. Or you can get it where it's been... Where it's been trimmed, a bit like when you trim a, a um, leg of lamb, mm-hmm. and then you've just got the kind of eye, um, and it's all kind of trimmed and, and tied up, and that's what yeah, I yeah. got. And oh, nice. much much easier to cope with, and much easier to carve as well. So you, you carve between the bones, and then you kind of carve it on a, on an angle, so you get kind of slices of it. But yeah, what do you what do you think about beef? Are you a fan? I'm There's a big most-
1: beef fan. I do like beef. I, I think I'm, I'm just because I've never had it at Christmas. For me, we always had beef at New Year. It was yeah. like a New Year's Day thing. Right, But um, I mean, if someone, well, if, if, you know, if I was going somewhere and they said we're doing beef, absolutely fantastic. I love beef. Really? <laughs> I it'd be perfect. Um, yeah. But I think, is there a bit of pressure that comes with cooking the beef perfectly? Like, Did you feel yeah. when you did it a little bit stressed about and um, perfectly cooking it?
0: I had to do a little bit of jiggling because some people would, I I obviously wanted to do it, kind of meat, I, I was aiming for medium because I think that's a happy, and especially for rib <clears throat> for rib as well, I feel like it just needs a, a little bit more cooking so that fat can get that's rendered that. down yeah. properly. You know, I'm not a fan of like, if you're doing a joint to have it rare. If it was mm-hmm. sirloin, you could probably go toward a bit towards medium rare, but I think with rib, you want to keep it in that kind of medium, nicely pink, nicely juicy. There were a few people on the table who were like, wanted it a little bit more well done but what what you can do is you can um you can slice it and then you can just kind of get a little um tray of gravy um ready and then you can just kind of put that back in the oven and it just takes the if you know some people I mean older people in my family used to be a bit squeamish about pink I don't know why but you know Christmas is a time to make everybody happy, isn't it? So there's always ways and means around that. But I think I disagree. It's
1: all about me. As long know. as I'm happy, it doesn't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think you know, as we've said a million times during those pod these podcasts, like buy yourself a twenty quid thermopen. Yeah. Um the instant read thermometers. They're they're incredible and you'll never miscook a bit of meat again
1: exactly i was about to say it's not just for beef for your turkey for your chickens you just yeah. you know you just a uh, uh, probe into the thickest part or a bit that you're a bit unsure of will tell you exactly how it's yeah. getting on and where it's at you know
0: yeah and you, and you don't have to remember like there's charts online we've got charts online to tell you mm-hmm. exactly which different kind of meat you know and, and at which stage so like for for rare for medium for well done mm-hmm. um it'll tell you that as well um, and also that, that is a good thing because it's a it's a it's it's an amount of money, but obviously that's going to last you for five years or whatever. But if you're getting a big bit of beef, I mean, it's pricey. That's the con about it. It is expensive, but, you know, you will get it a lot. If you get it trimmed or you get like a sirloin, that'll be pretty much all meat. So you should have some really nice leftovers as well. And a, like a roast beef sandwich is mm. one of the nicest things. As get well. the horseradish in, Yeah. as long as it's you know, horseradish. This could be... You know the year when people do want to just splash out because God knows, I mean, it's not been <laughs> fun yeah, for the rest true. of it, is it? We all deserve a treat, exactly. Um, and then let's move on to um, vegetarians. If you've got vegetarians coming, or if you're vegetarian yourself, and you or you, the whole family's veggie, you know how can we make that special?
1: Um, yeah, so I picked out a couple of things from from our back catalogue. So we did like a uh, well, I think I did um, a stuffed butternut squash uh-huh. where you kind of um, roast it then hollow it out a bit and then make this like really delicious stuffing um and then you actually serve it with like a little cider gravy um and actually because you you basically hollow out the two halves of the butternut squash and then put them back together and so actually what you get is this like whole joint effectively that you can then carve and serve up at the table and it looks really theatrical really special
0: i was gonna say what's nice about that is it's not just like a half of squash like hollowed out with filling it's actually been halved filled tied back together and then roasted. So when you slice it, you get like a little circular bit with a chunk with like the stuffing inside. And it looks so impressive. Like if you bring that in on a platter, that looks super cool. So that's a great and you get
1: like you get like the crispy skin from the outside of the um butternut squash as it roasts, then that meltingly soft butternut squash and then sort of like a tender, chewy um stuffing. Yeah, it's it's really, really good.
0: And again that's easy to like scale up. So you can you could do it with like a small squash if you've just got a couple of veggies come in. Or if there's if there's more of you, you can you can get bigger squash or do like multi squashes. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. A multi squash roast.
0: <laughs> and What else have you got? What about a nut roast? Because I mean that the, for me, like that's something that's just come full circle, right? So nut roast was very 70s, original vegetarian, got a lot of like bad press. Um, but recently I've seen a lot more of them, you know, supermarkets doing them
1: yeah absolutely i think they've definitely come back because like anything I d- you know before maybe they weren't done very well i'm not going to say like uh, i'm not going to i'm not going to sl- uh, slander previous recipe writers but i think now with the things that we have um you can really put a lot of um, care and attention and love into them um and make them real delicious so yeah mm. we've got this uh, christmas nut roast um which has got like smoked paprika medjool dates mm. sage garlic um lentils and you basically yeah you just it, it, it's it's and obviously nuts um and it's really just deep and full of umami and rich and also like the texturally it's really good um also really good because you can basically um have all the bits assembled and in it's um like usually like a loaf tin you make it in yeah and ready to just go um with the rest of whatever you're making so it's like really easy you can assemble uh assemble it before and yeah, it's, it's, it's real easy.
0: And then just cook it on the day and have it all ready. Um I think that's, again, it's really nice when you've got like, a, I always say like when we're thinking about, you know, Christmas pieces you want a thing, like it's nice to have a thing, a whole thing that you can slice into. I don't know what it is psychologically, but it just feels more special. Yeah. I think, you know, you
1: need to have someone with like a carving knife yeah. and after a few <laughs> glasses of wine, like bandying it around. And, you know, a bit
0: of, it's, I think it is, it's, it's the
1: theatre, isn't it? It's like yeah. slicing something and everyone going, Ooh, ah. You
0: know. <laughs> and what about, um, cause obviously vegan is becoming even more popular and, um, you know, I know a lot of my friends are already eating, eating vegan, um, part-time or have actually gone fully onto the, the vegan side what have you got for that um
1: yes yeah, so i wrote this uh, i wrote a giant vegan wellington oh, a few yeah, years ago um which actually you know i, I thought thing is absolutely delicious of course i wrote it but um basically it's like Are these just uh, all
0: your recipes <laughs> I, I, I,
1: it's funny that funny that how i just magically picked out all the things that i've made no because obviously we do a bit of research for this and all these yeah, were all the things that came to mind um yeah yeah, so basically it's like beetroot, red pepper, um, and kale, like all in different mm. nice, colourful, Christmassy colours. Um, and then like a really nice um, stuffing in there to hold it all together. And then we actually make um, an olive oil pastry. So instead yeah. of using like traditional butter or, or like animal fat, um, you use this uh, olive oil and it's like really short and rich and crumbly. Yeah. Um, and again, like a really good one to assemble um, before, because yeah. you can have it all basically in the fridge on its baking paper, on its tray, if you've got room. Um
0: yeah. That's and the one you... that we brush with Marmite, isn't it?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Because um, the, the thing with olive oil pastry or any like, you know, pastry that, that uses oil instead rather than butter, is it, re- it, it tends to, st- it, though it's delicious and crumbly, it tends to stay really pale. So you came up with this thing of like extra umarmy as well. Why not brush it with Marmite? And then you get this gorgeous kind of browning color on it.
1: Yeah, it's like well, you know, you use a bit of egg like egg egg wash to glaze your pastry. Why not have mm. something like that? And yeah, just it just just an added layer. Um, and yeah. it's also got a pink peppercorn gravy with it, which is mm. also nice and festive and spicy and yeah, delicious.
0: And the good thing about this is I know people always go on about it and you see it on Instagram and stuff, but it's like the cut through is so cool because you've got your layers of beetroot kale, red pepper stuff in. So you've got all these really bright colors which you know and, and it's it's a million miles away from like a, a boring gray yeah yeah, not roast. yeah. Um, the other one that i picked out um this is not your recipe what? You, i think you tested I thought we were it only
1: here to talk about me
0: <laughs> is um our vegan columnist richard uh making school night vegan and he uh we got him to do a glazed vegan ham so it's um it's our old friend seitan which is the um wheat protein that you can make up with water and then you make it into, you know, I think we've done, we did a kebab with it. Yes. Um, You can make burgers with it, mixing it with other things. Um, But what it, what it gives you is this particular bounce that, you know, you have with meat Um, and he's done this absolutely gorgeous recipe, which is kind of formed to look like a ham. So it's it's, not, it's not ham, but. uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really cool.
0: But it's the but it's it's the centerpiece idea, isn't it? And yeah, it's not something
1: to carve and and
0: yeah, and and also like just having the the um, the fact that you can slice it and then you know you can make sandwiches out of there in on Boxing Day, and it's actually like flavored with lots of kind of onion and garlic, and then it's it's glazed as well. So with brown sugar and maple syrup and mustard. So you kind of like and a few spices. So you're kind of doing all of those things that you would do to a normal ham to bring mm-hmm. extra layers of flavor to it. So I think that's, yeah. that's a really good shout. That was in our um, Christmas issue. And it's actually online now as well, mm-hmm. as all of these recipes we've been talking about. Are. Um, are. But yeah, I think loads of tips there for people who are looking for something different to the mm-hmm. um, the regular bird. And um, yeah, find them all online at olivemagazine.com. And thank you again for coming to see us, Adam, and Merry Christmas.
1: Merry Christmas to you (laughs) too.
0: You've been listening to a special Christmas episode of the Olive Magazine podcast. We're having a break for the holidays, but we'll return in January with a new series, so please do listen out for that. In the meantime, you can find loads of brilliant recipes and helpful advice at our website, olivemagazine.com, where you can also listen to our back catalogue of over 200 podcast episodes. And if you're looking for a great subscription, why not take advantage of our special Christmas offer of £29.99 for every 13 issues, saving a huge 56% off the usual shop price. Go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash allpod1220. That's olpod one And redeem your offer today. Offer ends 31st of December. Have a great holiday and we'll be back in 2021 with loads more great food and drink chats.